What is going on? What's going on, good people? Welcome to another episode of the Custer Chronicles. Bam, bam. I don't know how to do all the air horn things, but uh, welcome to another episode of the Custer Chronicles. We are back. We are back for another weekend episode. This is the holiday episode, Fourth of July coming up this weekend. Proud to be an American, contrary to popular opinion. Are you um, really? Okay. Don't shout it from the rooftops. No, I ain't gonna do that. Not in the black neighborhood. <laughs> Might get shot. <laughs> or in our neighborhood right now. Yeah, our neighborhood's getting a little wild right now too. And we don't even live in a bad neighborhood, but apparently the bad people are making themselves known around here. But I am your host, Dwayne Custer, along with my beautiful also host, I'm not even gonna say co host, also host. Kelly Kay. Kelly Kay is still here in the building. She hasn't left me alone yet, so not yet. I love it. Not I yet. love it. You're, you've been behaving. I, sort of. Kind of. Trying. Some days. You try. Every other day. I'm all right. Yeah, every other day. I'm all right. So welcome to another episode of the Custom Chronicles. If you are here with us live on TikTok, um, welcome. If this is your first time watching us here on YouTube, thank you for stopping by. We appreciate your views. We appreciate if you would just give us a like. Throw a comment in there. I don't care if you just say that you're the first one to make a comment. Just make a comment. Throw a like out there. It helps us out. It helps us know that people are actually watching and enjoying the show. Because we take a, a lot of effort to do this show and to do the editing and all the things that come along with it. So thank you for stopping by if it's your first time. If you have been here before, welcome back. You are family. Um, we welcome everybody that's taking the opportunity. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with us. So thank you for that. I'm not going to waste too much time. We're going to jump in. How was your week? How was your week? Let's start with that. You know what? Uh, you always a... ask me about my week. Let me ask you about your week. How is your week going? Thank you for asking. My week was absolutely interesting. Started a new job working from home. So as you can see, my monitors are back here. This is sort of, this is the office slash studio. So this is where I do my work for eight hours out of the day, eight and a half hours out of the day. And uh, on Fridays, this is where we convert it back into our beautiful studio. So this is where I'll be doing uh, my work during the week. But I started a new job working at home. That is new for me. As as many years as I've done customer service and as many years as I've been in a call center, uh, this is the first time that I have the opportunity to actually not have to get dressed for work, worry about gas and transit and parking, all of that. Uh, but my, my car getting in, getting in my car and it's too hot. And we live in Florida, so... <laughs> What you guys may not consider, we consider every day, like having to cool off your car before you get into. So for the people that live up north, you probably have to warm up your car when it's snowing outside, it's cold outside. You got to warm it up, start it early. Not right now, though, right? No, no, no. I'm talking about people up north. There's a heat, well, no, yeah, no, no, and there's no, no, a heat no, no, no. wave I, everywhere I, right I'm, now. I'm just comparing oh, okay. how up north is. You know how you have to start your car up early, warm it up so you can get out there, scrape the ice off your car or whatever during the wintertime. Well, Floridians have to do that in the opposite. We have to turn our AC on, cool off the car in advance before we get into it. If not, we're going to end up being a toaster strudel on the inside of our car, uh, especially if you are uh, driving a luxury car that uh, has leather interior like I sort of do. It's not really a luxury car, but it does have leather interior. And that is not fun getting into. It is absolutely a sauna, and it is a... uh, I think I've made bacon on my back. I'm pretty sure I have. Why are you getting um, in with no shirt? Or is it tank top? Oh, no, I'm just talking about you put your elbows on something. You oh, burn okay. something. You grab the steering wheel. You burn <laughs> something. Okay, got it. But, you know, 
Shoot, I know we know, do that with our thighs when we go to get in the car and stuff like that. It's like, mm-mm, no. So, again, the, the joys of being a Floridian. Everything isn't uh, amusement parks and great food. It is uh, dangerous to get in your car. But um, start a new job. Uh, it's my first, finishing up my first week doing this. Uh, it's been pretty cool so far. It's just a typical doing all my training and stuff at home. So everything is through Zoom, not Zoom, but it's online. So that's new for me, having to uh, do training without having to actually see people. And there's something about being able being around people that I'm so used to. You know, when you're training, you can ask questions, you can kind of share notes or, or you ask somebody, hey, what, what, you know, what were they talking about on this particular thing? And when you're at home, you're literally by yourself. You see nobody and everybody sort of has the same questions. Anyway, my trainers have been awesome. Uh, the class has actually been pretty awesome. Um, we've learned a lot, gained a lot of knowledge. So this is, just, again, first week under the belt. All the hiccups are out the way. So next week we'll be diving into uh, some heavy stuff. But working at home is definitely interesting. Um, I'm excited <laughs> for the opportunity. And, um, yeah, so my week has been pretty interesting as far as that goes. Um, nothing on the home front that was You'd be able to vouch for that. Nothing on the home front that was really unusual. Um, it's been a quiet household. Yeah, it's been pretty quiet this week. Donovan's gone. He's up in Georgia playing a tournament. So it's just been us and Dalen off and on. So And the cat and the dog. Yep. That's the dog, it. The dog quiet. who is in here with us right now knocked out on her mat. Maybe that's why we're so peaceful right now. Probably. It could be. It's just it's a quiet house right now. This is our weekend where we have a weekend uh to ourselves, so that's nice. Shout out to all the fathers out there who are taking responsibility and taking their kids on the weekend. So with that being said, one so typically I don't jump into current events or talk about anything that's going on in the news, but oh I saw Bill Cosby's out. Uh, Bill Cosby is out. Like that happened fast. Like I just woke up one morning and they were talking about, hey, Bill Cosby is out and he's home. And I'm like, I'm not even sure what happened. I don't either. Like, how do you go from being in jail to, oh, never mind, all the charges? We're not going to do that. We can't do double jeopardy, so you can't go. You can't be charged for this again. So we're just going to let you go. And they wonder why women don't come forward with stuff. It's crazy. Like, they would have came forward years and years ago if they thought the money didn't matter, but this proves that the money matters. I know somebody that's mad right now. Somebody that's mad about Bill Cosby being out that's not even the women. Not even the women that's involved. You know who's mad right now? Who? R. Kelly. <laughs> R. Kelly is pissed. <laughs> R. Kelly is sending How I do pissed. this, too. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Wait a minute. He had how many people come out and say he was guilty? <laughs> how many people I had come out and say that I was guilty? R. Kelly's got the wrong lawyers, obviously. R. Kelly is hopeful right now. That brother's in there singing, I, I believe I could fly right now. <laughs> he is optimistic. We're yeah. being joking about it or whatever. We're joking around about it, but in all seriousness, some of that's not fair. Come on. I don't know what's fair and what's not fair. Everybody, we're, we're going off of, we're going off of, we're basically watching from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. We don't know details of what happened, who's coming, who's coming forward just for the sake of publicity, for their potential check, who's, right. coming, who's, coming, who's coming forth after feeling comfortable uh, that a few other people have come out and talked about it. Um, so we don't really know anything. Everybody just heard, heard a few details. Um, 
what, 30, 40 years after the fact. Mm-hmm. And everybody's kind of jumping on canceling Bill Cosby uh, with no other information other than what the media is choosing to put out there. Right. So, in a court of public opinion, he's guilty for life. In the actual courts, he's off. Right. He's home right now. And it's not that they they didn't say he wasn't guilty. They said it was certain things didn't go quite right. They didn't follow certain protocols or whatever they said. Something wasn't right with the case. And they found a loophole. And hands off to his lawyers. <laughs> he had the right lawyers. What do you say? I guess. I mean, I don't have an opinion about Bill Cosby either way. So if you're looking either. for me to trash him, make jokes about him, I can't. Because I wasn't really paying. I got to be honest. I, I was one of those people who kind of heard the headlines, but I wasn't paying attention to the actual details. Um I'm unapologetic about it. I just don't care. With all the things that are going on in, in our lives, in the real world, mm-hmm. worried about what's going on in the Bill Cosby case is the least of my worries. But it's intriguing that, you know, that somebody that everybody thought was going to die in jail is now sitting at home planning a comedy return. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be on everybody's talk show. Anybody who's willing to take him to talk show, which will be a lot of people. Yep. He'll, he'll be all over the place. He'll be all over the place. There'll be a, there'll be a memoir or a mm-hmm. book. Yep. Somebody will probably hit him with talking about an autobiography or some sort of biopic uh, that'll be out there. So it, it's media. Like, she said somebody on here said media chooses what go, what goes out there and whether it's valid or not, and that's absolutely true. And depending absolutely. on what channel you're watching, you might be watching a Republican station, you might be watching a Democrat station. You don't know. Right. Some people do know. You know. Right. Um, but they can sway you in whatever direction they want to go in. Period. That's just how it is. That's the sad fact. And the sad fact is all it takes is a little bit of information from the media in which we know for a fact slants a story based upon the people who are writing its uh, opinions. And then now that becomes a narrative. So the person that's writing the story and that's doing the, the interviewing or whatever can literally feel a certain way about it, mold the story to that, get all the people that agree with them into a room, take those snapshots, those tidbits from the story, right. put it together, and now all of a sudden they're compiling a story that makes Bill Cosby look like the devil reincarnate. But without both sides of the story, without hearing the full details right. of every story, hearing people that may not agree with you, people who are saying he's innocent, people who can vouch for his whereabouts, what he was doing, that doesn't, what do they say, uh, the truth, the, the truth isn't as pretty as a lie. I don't know that saying. It's I know you got something along the lines. His of version, that. her version, and then the truth. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah three, three, yeah, three versions: the, the, his story, her story, and, 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 the, and the truth. I don't know. It's just but, crazy. There's been a lot of crazy stuff in the news. How about the building that fell over in Miami? You know what? I got to be honest. I did. I did not live in Florida. I was. I should have paid more attention to that, but I did not. I don't know what was going on with that. All I know is that they keep talking about they're still pulling more bodies and stuff out. They are um, two on the. I think it was on the south end. Two of the buildings of parts of that building fell. Um, they were able to rescue some people, but they are still a lot missing. The question is how and why did that building fall? They're saying that the building had a lot of damage already. But did it? It yeah. kind of went down like well, in a demolition they, kind of They had of an manner. inspector uh, that was interviewed who had done an inspection on the building a year prior who had said that he had gone through and seen structural yeah. decomposition where he could tell that the garage was, 
you know, not holding up very well. I don't know what happens after an inspector goes out there and says, hey, these things are broken. These things need to be fixed. If that was put on the owner's plate to fix and they just didn't do it. Or if they said, well, it's okay. We're not going to really say anything about it. But we noted it. Don't know. And what's crazy is we may never know. And right now, if they don't get right now, we're going into the weekend. We're going into the 4th of July weekend. They're still pulling bodies out and stuff like that. Going into the 4th of July weekend, the rain has been slowing things up. Um, now you have a holiday weekend, and we have a hurricane coming. I was going to say there's a hurricane coming. So, Elsa. So Miss Elsa is coming our way, supposedly. Floridians don't start don't start doing anything. Actually, we just have a party. We don't do nothing. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, no. You're right. <laughs> Unless it's a four or higher, we're just like, okay, whatever. We're going to be picking be up stuff in the yard. Yeah. Um, we might have to pick up our fences, like, we don't start getting worried about it unless it's over a four. Florida's the only state that has a natural disaster caliber event that happens that we know it's coming ahead of time. So California has the earthquakes. Mm-hmm. I guess you have the professionals that can kind of tell when those are supposed to be like the hotbed or when they might happen, but they can't tell you when it's coming. Texas, Arkansas, that that Midwest, Oklahoma. They get hit with the tornadoes out the blue. They're not pre- they're not fully prepared for them. They just kind of spade, they well, sort of funnel say, and, and. I can't say there. that we haven't had that the last couple of years. Because was it last year or the year before? Literally right here when you get off um, of I four on Kathleen, mm-hmm. it went straight down Kathleen last year. What did a tornado? Again, tornadoes aren't crazy. tornadoes crazy. aren't necessarily Floridian, so they're rare. Oh, you're talking about. How I'm talking it comes. about. You're right. Okay, you're talking we about have Midwest. Florida, type stuff. Florida okay. has hurricane seasons. Yes. Where we have a specific time of the year that we know, all right, this is when the hurricane is going to start right. building up off the ocean. They're going to start coming to the uh, west side. And they're going to come from the Caribbean or whatever. And they're going to, you know, off of the coast of Africa. And they're going to start building. And this is the time they're going to be hitting us. And there will be six, seven, eight, nine of them that will be building up. And then they all just change directions. They go wherever they're going to go. They go south. They break up. They go north. They break up. Some of them are strong enough. They build up power. And then they hit Florida in different places. And so we know that they're coming. So we're at a position now where maybe early on. During the hurricane season, we would uh, gauge how strong it was going to be. Oh, it's only going to be a Category 2. Well, we know what a Category 2 is. We've seen that a hundred times. <laughs> category 2 is only going to be a rainstorm, just some really heavy wind, and it'll probably be done. We might get a hour. day off work. We might. Probably not. <laughs> we're kind of That's what we're praying for, though. Oh, we get a day off work. Paid day, actually. As long as we get a paid day off, we're good to go. Category three <laughs> might be a little harder when some bigger limbs might fall. You just park your car in the garage. Uh, you don't really think too much of it. You just park kinda, your car in the garage. You're not buying provisions. You think you're going to get your car in the garage if we get a hurricane coming? I ain't talking here? about me. I'm just talking I'm about just, people. Just... No, no. Ain't no room in the garage <laughs> for two, both of our cars. I wish there was, but I ain't. Especially with what we've had going on in the neighborhood. Yeah. It's still bothering me. I'm sorry. For those of you that don't know what's going on, we've had people going through the neighborhood just checking cars. Um, here recently, they've broken into some cars um, and stole some firearms, um, broken into a couple people's houses, but it seems to be escalating over the past couple weeks. Um, a lot of us have cameras. They're, they care less. 
spotlights turn on, cameras turn on. They see them. They just keep going. Let's let's let's. Uh, we talked about it last week. If you listen to last week's show or if you watch last week's YouTube, we did touch on it really quick. Um, basically, the first time that we noticed that it happened is a couple kids who were just kind of walking through the neighborhood uh, at one thirty at night during the weekday when they knew everybody was going to be asleep, no one was going to be around. And they're walking down the street, basically, you know, going interchanging houses, checking car doors to see what was unlocked taking whatever they can take, moving on to the next house. Right. No one's going to be awake. They don't think too much of it. By the time they figure, by the time the cops get called to get there, they would have grabbed whatever they can get and they'd be gone. Well, that happened. And then we noticed that they got a little bit a little bit bolder. We have um, some, some police officers that live in our general vicinity. And these people have now figured, well, we're not going to be able to do this, accomplish this on foot. So now we're going to come with an accomplice that drives. So now they're they're coming in a pickup truck, driving down the street. The, the 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 criminals are getting out of the cars, and they're basically going, "All right, you take this side of the street, I'll take this side." Trick or treating. Mm-hmm. You take exactly. this side. That's of exactly it, what it looks like. You take this side of the street, I'll take this side of the street. We're going to check the cars, and we're going to jump back in the truck, and we're going to speed off. They're even in, in the cop, the cops' houses, That's what which I'm is crazy. So we have a couple <laughs> of law enforcement that live in our area who park their patrol cars in their front yard. Well, it just so happened that one of the, the police cars or the patrol cars actually had their door unlocked um, and they had firearms in the car. It, I'm going to assume that it was an absent minded mistake, that it wasn't typical for a cop to leave his belongings in a, in a uh, patrol car and have it unlocked. I'm going to assume it was a mistake. Nor do we know who it was. We don't know who it was. Either way, they got the, the, the firearms and uh, the next day uh, there was a breaking and entering. Somebody exactly. actually broke into a cop's house mm-hmm. with these firearms and attempted to rob a house. Don't know the details of what happened during or after. We do know that they haven't been caught yet. We've actually spoken to a couple officers trying to get in details. We don't really have too many details, so there's nothing really to give. Uh, but the neighborhood is now on watch. We are all on notice to kind of keep track of what's going on in our neighborhood and we have an it's, app that everybody kind of posts their videos, their pictures. Yeah. It's like every morning at 8 a.m. everybody's up and they're on yeah, the app they're posting converging. and conversating about it. Um, I joined conversing, the, conversing, uh, conversing, conversating, 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 conversating. You, you are conversing. not the grammar police. Let's be clear. You Listen, are not the grammar I am police. The grammar police. Listen, <laughs> conversating. Um, excuse me. Oh, and I did join the Facebook page now with them. So I can kind of communicate with them as well, but they're getting the HOA involved and stuff like that to try to see what more steps we can take. But everybody's kind of coming together. But you see people, you know, discussing, well, I have a firearm. If they do this, I would do this. I have this. If they do this, I'm going to do this. At the same time, these are people. Yes, we have to remember this. These are people. Um, And we have to be careful about what extents we go on. Florida does have a stand your ground law, but you better be careful with it. You got to be careful with how you use it, what happens. Um, we're not, the, I'm not quite sure of the race of these people. For, for those who don't know, pause you. Those who don't remember what the stand your ground law is, it was basically created somewhere around the time uh, that Trayvon Martin was shot by George Zimmerman in Sanford, Florida, just a little bit up north from where we are. And that was what was used, uh, or, or the, the thing that the, the law that saved George Zimmerman from facing any charges was a stand your ground law. 
Um, so, but th- it has divided our neighborhood into, well, basically, I won't say divided. It has exposed who the Republicans and the Democrats and the, uh, the, you know, the Second Amendment people are compared to the people who were willing, who, who, who want to see this end more amicably. I got to be honest, I'm somewhere in the middle. Right. I do believe in having your guns to protect your household. I don't believe chasing somebody down the street to shoot them in the street accomplishes anything. No. Um, if they're a direct threat to me and you and coming towards us, and think, that's something totally different. But that's protecting our home and the people that are in it. Them being out in my driveway and seeing them and knowing, okay, they're there right now, that's law enforcement's job. Yeah. Me going out to confront them is not a that's, good idea. You know good and well... You know what's going on in the neighborhood. If you're going outside to confront them, what you're going to do? Right. Oh yeah. You, you, the people that have commented in our, in in this particular post about you know after watching some of the videos that they've seen, some of the comments are like, "Well, if that was me, I would have done. I, I got a Mossberg 500. I'll just shoot, shoot a couple shots in the right. air. That'll scare them off." Yeah, true. But that that, that sets up a, a, a scenario of retaliation. Right. So if you hurt somebody, or if you do shoot at somebody. They're not going to forget that. And you got to remember, this is these are. It looks like teenagers, or the last video looked like early twenties. Um, I think there's two different groups, to be honest with you, that's I do, doing I, this. I agree. Um, I think you have a group of teenagers that are going around and checking the cars, and I think you have a group of other people that are doing the same thing, but also doing the homes. Right. Um, however, these are living people. They have families. They have a mother and a father. And these young kids, who knows if they're just hanging out with the wrong crowd and stuff like that. I can't imagine, I have teenage boys. I can't imagine, let's say my 15-year-old hanging around with some of the baseball players and one of them wanting to do something stupid. Right. It it only takes that split second. And for for a neighbor to see my kid out there and just assume hey, that they're going to break into my car or whatever, and they get confronted in it, and they end up getting killed. I mean, was that really worth it? Yeah. Over your car? Not even not even a little bit. So and I've had a house broken into that I've lived in where the bad guys or the whoever it was, <laughs> they watched our house. They watched and were waiting. For, they knew when we were leaving the house. Crazy. So what they did was is they waited for us to leave for work in the morning. They knew how long we were going to be gone or gauged how long we were going to be gone. They broke into the house, mm-hmm. robbed the house, up turned over everything in the house. We didn't have a lot at the time, so it was okay. But to come home and know that your house has been violated and not know if it was going to happen again. It's scary. If somebody was looking for you. Yep. If somebody was looking for your spouse or your significant other or they were going to do something else. Were the, you start thinking, did they know we weren't going to be here? Or right. Did they not care? Did, were they armed? What were they willing to do to get whatever they wanted? Uh, it's very scary. When we were, when I was in middle school, never forget it. My sister, actually the stereo, the old-fashioned stereo that's in my son's room, it has a record player and everything to it. The year I got that stereo, I got a stereo. My sister got the TV. Um, my brother got, I think, Nintendo. We all got these different high-priced gifts at the time for Christmas. Literally the next week, we came home and all the high-priced items were gone just gone so as a kid you have christmas and then this stuff happens 
and each one of us lost a high price item and they come in your room and they do all these fingerprints and stuff all over your room and they don't clean that up. They leave it for you. Yeah. It, you're traumatized. You don't know when they're coming back. You don't know who it was. You don't have any um, anything to really validate yourself of being safe. So right now, like with this stuff going on, you being here has helped me tremendously. Like I can sleep better because I know you ain't sleeping. Sorry, hon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know that ain't happening. Yeah. So I can sleep a little bit better. I'm still uneasy. But even opening the doors, stuff like that. Donovan hasn't been here this week. We got to sit down and talk to the boys about, hey, you know, make sure you're, you don't, you know, they like to stay up late on the weekends and stuff like that. Don't accidentally open the door or unlock something or you're getting a snack. Let me go out in the garage and do this. No. You know, his friends wanted to play that joke one day. We didn't really talk about this. So I have a 10-year-old kind of working on him staying home by himself. So I was only going for a 15-minute drive one place and come right back. I was dropping Donovan off to practice, come right back. Let's let's preface this. The 10-year-old is, how can I say this kindly, (laughs) is a very fragile child. He's not used to being by himself. He can't defend himself. He would panic in the face of any sort of adversity. uh, Or he'd probably crawl into a ball and cry until that person left. He's not necessarily the strongest of kids, but he's a very bright kid. But in the face of being challenged or being scared, all that goes out the window. So so we're we're easing him into (laughs) being able to be self-sufficient where, hey, we're going to run to the the Walgreens. We'll be right back. Don't open a door for anybody. You know, the simple things. Right. Stuff, stuff that, you know. You're just training your kid on the do's and don'ts of staying home. Of staying home by yourself. Don't right. turn on anything. Don't open anything. Don't try to cook anything with fire. That kind of stuff. Right. Um, because he's he's a little clumsy and, and he might hurt himself. <laughs> we don't need any of that. So we're, we're giving him an opportunity to kind of stay home by himself this particular day. I was at work. Uh, so I was away. And then <laughs> continue. Go ahead. Okay. So I drive. I'm taking, I'm taking my son to practice. And... It was a practice for a different team, um, not his regular travel ball team. So as I'm coming back, I notice all my alarms are going off. Somebody's in your driveway. Somebody's at your front door. Somebody's back in your driveway. Notifications. Yeah, all these notifications are going off on my phone. Same time, Daylon's calling me. Somebody's somebody's at the door. Somebody's at the door. And they they got these guns. At this point, I'm already looking at the screen. I know who's at the door. I know what they have in their hands. He is totally panicked. I said, the door's locked, right? He's like, yes. I said, stay where you are and lock, the, lock yourself in the room. Because I want him to know what to do in these situations. Right. I said, but everything's okay. I can see what's going on. At this point, what I see is a car pull up. These teenagers get out of the car. And they have those new water guns with like the water pellets. The water pellet things. Mm-hmm. And they're at the door. They, they went around the side of my house. They loaded them up. And you can see them on the cameras loading them up. And I'm thinking to myself, why are these kids, they see the cameras because they look up at them. Why they see the cameras and you're still going to my door? Like, what is this, a prank? So they come around to the front of my house. They're at my door and they're ringing the doorbell. And they're literally looking at the doorbell. And I'm thinking, this is odd. But I can't, like I recognize them, but I'm not quite sure. So they leave. I pull up maybe two minutes later. And Daylon's like, oh, my gosh. I said, okay, listen. At this point, I've kind of um, 
I told him he did everything right. The way he knew that they had stuff at the door that they knew had guns, because I asked him, I said, you can't see through the peephole. So how did you see them? Did you look through the window? Because they would have saw you. He said, no. He said, the alarm system has a screen on it, and I can see everything that's happening outside. Right. He, he knew what to do on the alarm system to see all the cameras. Right. I didn't even know you could see it all there. Mm-hmm. Had no idea. So he used that. He went straight to that right away. He was on the phone with me. He's describing to me what's happening. Then he goes back in his room, and he locks the door. So he knew exactly what to do. So I praised him for doing everything right. Long story short, my 15-year-old comes home, and I show him this video. It's his baseball friends trying to play a prank on my 15-year-old. They had planned on him <laughs> opening the door and them shooting him with water pellets. These, uh, I don't know what they are, but they, they obviously look like toy rifles, toy mm-hmm. guns. But they were going to you know, ambush him and shoot him with some water pellets and then you know, run off or whatever. Now, he doesn't have a water gun, so he'd be sort of, uh, you know. SOL. <laughs> and I guess they know SOL. that. Yeah, and they, they knew it was, it was going to be a funny joke, but I get a notification while I'm at work that shows me this video. Uh, basically, it's that say hey, someone's at the front door. So I, I happen to have a moment where I can glance down and look, and then I look and see these kids standing there with guns. Now, I don't immediately recognize the kids, but I know that they're kids and I know that they're holding toy guns, and I'm like, Oh, who is this? Because they're standing there for a good minute, just mm-hmm. waiting for mm-hmm. somebody to open the door. And they're waiting for Donovan to open the door. And I'm like, all right, this is ridiculous. Like, these, what are you going to do? You're going to shoot in the house? <laughs> that was that was. I don't a, think they well thought this out at all. Yeah, th- that was where my <laughs> issue came into place. I'm like, so you're going to shoot into the house, thinking that it's funny. <laughs> I was just... So you're going to shoot an unarmed person in your game. In the house. I can understand if he was, you got him to come out to the driveway and you shot him or whatever. Right. Again, it's it's kids being kids. I get it. I'm not I'm not that old. But you were waiting for him to open the door so you can ambush him and shoot him in the house. That's where I was like, yo. It, had it been me, I'd have been pissed. So right now, I have given these boys, because I found them at the game, and I gave them a warning. I already told them, bet, game on, because I will be getting them back individually. Oh yeah, we're getting. Guns. We are getting them. We back are individually. getting guns. We are getting absolutely water, these getting water them guns. back. We are getting them, and we are going to. We want them to forget about it. So yeah. this has been about what two or three weeks since yep. this happened. They'll yeah, forget about they'll it. They'll forget about it. But then we're going to show up at the game one day after the game when they walk into their them. car and I'm like, yeah, good game, good game. Oh, we had a great game. We did this. We did that. I'm like, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, I'm gonna send them. I'm gonna send them running. So because they keep looking at me saying you can't chase a, chase me and blah blah blah. Like they're antagonizing me every time they see me at a game. All right, bet they think it's funny, and I mean to a degree, it's funny because it was innocent. They didn't mean any harm. They weren't trying to do anything malicious. They were just again being 15 year old kids. So, but let's say somebody takes that the wrong way. Let's say they have these little yeah. guns in their car. My son's with them. They're out there fooling around. People take things so seriously nowadays. It's scary out there. Oh, like, I've seen the video. I actually watched a video on YouTube this week uh, during my, my decompression time after work. Uh, I like to sit and watch YouTube outside. So I was watching this YouTube video of these in Atlanta. These kids, a whole bunch of kids are out in this parking lot. They're at a park. Right. But they're in the parking lot and they're having this water gun fight. Everybody got these 
very visible right. super soakers. Everybody's running around squirting each other, and apparently they squirted somebody that wasn't in their friend group. Oh, no. They squirted some hood dudes. These hood dudes was like, oh, you trying to play with guns? I'm going to show you what a real gun looks like. So he goes to his car, pulls out his real gun, comes out there, and apparently, you know, these. The, it was a bunch of, like, early 20s. Right. So the, the dude, one of the dudes that inadvertently squirted him, they get into a confrontation. They get into a whole uh, exchange of words. Wow. You know, I'm not backing down. You're not backing down. I got a real gun. You know, you got a water gun. Well, I'm not going to run because you're not going to scare me. We, we didn't mean to do it, blah, blah, blah. And then the dude with the real gun was like, well, I've already gone this far. I need to show him that, you know, this ain't a game. So he goes and starts shooting at people. Jeez. And he kills. He kills the one of the people who were there. Everybody scatters, and then it becomes like, yo, you know, I got everybody to run. It becomes a machismo thing. It becomes a people you are know. just crazy. Like you so just yes. don't know what you're going to run into. So yes. So what you're saying is right. People people don't necessarily look at everything as a game, and people will come out there. You know, and I said to, to the boys, I was like, you're lucky I wasn't here. Because if I would have opened the door and you would have thought it was him, and you would have shot me with the water guns, would have been a different story. I would have I would have chased you down, <laughs> took the gun from you. And shot you in the face repeatedly. <laughs> I, I'm five foot nine and a half, but I'm also two hundred and thirty plus pounds. Okay, you so always put the half in there. Nine and I, a half. It's on my license. Nine and a half. It's on my license. <laughs> DMV saw it. The DMV saw it. So I had to, I got thought I'm two hundred thirty pounds, and I'm a former athlete. You you you, you could you could think you're gonna outrun me, but I'm gonna I'm track you down, and then I'm gonna catch you, and then when I catch you, I'm taking the gun from you, and then I'm shooting you with the gun. <laughs> And then I'm going to hand you back the gun. No problem. I'm going to hand it back to you. Empty. Empty. No, no, water, all no, empty. Water, no water pellets, nothing in the magazine at all. It's going to be empty. But in, in all honesty, it was, it was funny. It, but it was one of those things that um, it, it just it reminded me of my childhood. We've done stupid things like that before, too. So it's not that big of a deal. But um, there's not a lot of people out there that, that, you know, that can take that and just and kind of smile with it. But Not nowadays. I want to change subjects real quick. We've talked a lot about friends in the last couple episodes. I want to talk about what friend are you in your friend group? Hmm. Meaning? Like, um, so you got a group of girls. Right. Y'all getting ready to go to the club. Y'all got yeah, pre-gaming at the house or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm just put, going out with the girls. You're Let's going just out say with that. your girls. Not necessarily a club. I'm putting you back in your, your, your early 30s, your 20s, whatever. You got the jokester, you got the hoe, you got the alcoholic, you got the girl that's super quiet, you got the leader of the group that's like orchestrating everything, this is where we're going, right. this is who's driving in what car, this is where how everybody's getting home, you got money, you got money, all right, cool. You, you got the person that's in charge, and then you got the person that's sort of in the back that's just really just kind of like, I'm just there just because I'm, right. I'm just, you know, I'm just, whatever happens, happens. What friend in the group are you? Or were you? Um, I would say I can be the jokester. What was the one before that? Jokester and... That was the first one. So the jokester, you got the group hoe. I'm not that one. <laughs> you, you got the the alcoholic. No. I tend to be... Okay. The girl that's pre-gaming at like 6 p.m. Here's the by thing. by the time y'all go out, it depends on the, lit. It, it depends on the occasion. It depends on what we're doing. It depends on... Different things. Let me give you an example. 
Um, going out with the girls, we're going to go to a bar and maybe dancing or something. Have a few drinks. Drinks. I might be the jokester on that one. The one that just chats, jokes, maybe the social butterfly. That might be me. Um, but you go to a Miami trip for your, like your 40th birthday. Sounds familiar. <laughs> and you make sure you have a responsible friend and then a friend can drink that can drink with you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Patty. <laughs> so that time I would say I would probably be the the drunk. <laughs> but I would be the drunk but the jokester, but I don't. Get, I'm not the drunk that gets sick. I'm not the one. Like you don't have to coddle me and carry me in, and I don't throw up stuff like that. that that's I'm not that kind of drunk. Okay. I'm more silly. Might hurt your feelings. So. <laughs> You're the truth serum of the group. <laughs> I tend. It's not. It's not truth serum. It's just I tend to say off the wall things. For example, I've made comments to. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put this story out there. So we're in Miami. Um, we're gonna go to this place or whatever, and there's a line. And my friends are like, "Okay, now, mind you, we had just drank. I drank this big glass of something. I don't know what it was. Waitress knew it was my birthday. So Did Bill Cosby give it to you? <laughs> I don't even know what it was. But she kept sending me tequila shots. Well, then I go to the bathroom, and on the way back, the waitress stops me again, and she's like, hey, come to the bar. I had tequila shots there, too, but my friends didn't know that. So I get back to the table, (laughs) and I'm ready to go. So we go to this club, this establishment, and there's a line, a long line, and they're going to the end of this line. And I looked them in her face and was like, why are we going to the line? I don't stand in lines. They looked at me like, you bougie bitch. <laughs> you don't get in line. <laughs> I was like, you don't understand. I don't stand I'm in line. I'm too pretty to stand in line. <laughs> That's what every girl in the group thinks. There's always that one. I'm too pretty to be in line. You ain't the prettiest person in this line. Stop it. They ended up saying, I'm sorry for your ugly friends, but get your ass in line. <laughs> so I tend to be that person, very outspoken during those times, but not necessarily like in an aggressive way. Like I'm not a fighter or anything like that. So I'm just fun. I'm really fun. Really, really fun sometimes. And we're glad that you passed. <laughs> glad that you're passed. You know, we don't have to worry about that fun girl coming out anymore. Wait till my next birthday. That Wait, is when is my birthday? Birthday is in August. It comes every year. You don't know. Year <laughs> I'm just thinking about. Do I can I do it every year, no, or do no. I have to wait to those big number years? No, you for right now. You what are you going to turn now? Forty two. That's a big number. Yeah, you got to wait till forty five. No. Yeah, you gotta wait till forty five. It's gotta be like it's gotta be like every five years. How about you made it through COVID and you made it through the school year with COVID? Should already did that. You turned forty two. Should already did that. And I met you. And you should have did it before you met me. <laughs> I'm gonna take you out. We are gonna have a good time, but you ain't gonna be that. We're not standing in line. I'm like, girl, get your ass I'm like, honey, here. just stand here and look pretty. <laughs> I got you. And this is we're gonna getting be, in. This is going to be my face the entire time I'm standing in line. 
It's mad, mean my look. <laughs> why are you looking mean? You would appreciate it, baby. Hey, why are you trying to flirt with the bouncer to try to get in? I'm standing 40 <laughs> people deep in this line right now. We ain't getting in until at least 41. So um, get your ashy ass back in the line <laughs> and stand here with me and be hot. Come on now. Okay. If I got us both in... We ain't standing in a hotline. You would not. The problem is, what makes you think you're more special in offering something that everybody I'm else offer, in the line I, is not I'm gonna offering? I'm going to be honest. I've never stood in the line. I've never offered anything. You've only told me one story about this Miami thing. You go, you go into a local town in Lakeland. I here, have never. Went, I get it. Maybe. I have never went to an establishment, Tampa, Orlando, Miami, and had to stand in line or pay to get in until that trip. And what did you have to offer? I never offered anything. How'd you get in? I always knew somebody. I Okay. If you know me, I'm not a clubber. I'm just not that kind of person. So I, if I I'm going to... Well. <laughs> you don't know me that well. If I'm going to a club or I'm going to go somewhere or I'm doing something, I'm going to know somebody that's there because I'm not big on clubbing. So I either know the DJ, I know a bouncer, know the bartender, something. She knows all guys is what she's saying. Yes, dear. I I, I I do know. I did. I did. Did not do. I did. Y'all, if y'all knew the look that this man was giving me right now, <laughs> like I can't with you. I knew somebody during that time, and that's why I would stop sucking your teeth. <laughs> I knew somebody during that time, so I would go to an establishment for that. I'm not the type to go stand in a line or show my leg or do something that would. Um, thank you, Lindsay. That would do anything like that. Absolutely not. But when I did go, I never waited, never paid. Nothing like that. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> yeah, no no guy wants to hear about his girlfriend. Stop it. Being hot enough to get these. Yes, you dudes. do. You want your girl to be hot. What are you no, talking about? Nah, you bro. want your girl to be hot. Listen, if I walk yeah, into a place, you me. want them. You want, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, but you, you want other guys looking at me. Come on now. That's not you're you're confusing it. You're mixing the two things up. I want my girl to be fine enough to make people look, mm-hmm. not make people give you things with the expectation of something else. Because they're not. No guy <laughs> gives you anything with the, with the expectation of. Oh, I'm just being a nice guy. I'm just gonna let her into the club. She's cute. It's a nice thing. It's it's no. I'm hoping to bump into her at some point in time during the evening. And go, hey, remember I let you into the club? <laughs> Can I buy you a drink? Can I get your name? Can I buy you dinner? Let's go but, get some but who ended up? Okay, Waffle at, House. Who ended up with the prize? Come on, stop. Don't who ended it. up with the prize? You did. See, duh. How rusty are you at these skills? <laughs> Oh, what do you, wait, what? If we went to if we went to a lounge or a bar or a club tonight, how confident are you that you can get us into the club without having to stand in line at all? With Give me a percent. 0 to 100%. How confident are you that you can get us into the Here's the sad part. You tell me, "Hey babe, you stay right there. I'm going to go talk to the bouncer. You don't want me to be around cuz you're going to say and do some things." <laughs> That I don't need to be seeing. You're going you're gonna to lick your lips like you're doing right now. You're going to lick your teeth. 
I don't have stop that. I, I'm thinking. I'm licking my teeth and licking my lips because I'm thinking. I would say that I'm about eighty five percent sure because me being in a relationship, I'm not going to say certain things. I'm not, but I never had to say certain things. That's just it. They saw your figure and they were like, uh huh. I'm a thicker. Gr- I'm a thicker girl, and I hate to tell these these these. I'm sorry, these young little white blonde girls or whatever, but. I'm a thicker girl, but the type of men that I like, they like that. But you're also mixed. So yeah. you're black and you're white. <laughs> so a little bit of your black side comes out, but your white side stands out as well. You got the pretty hair. You got the pretty features. You walk up, you looking all exotic. They think you Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I get like, that a lot. Hola, mami. Hola, mami. Huh? Ven aquí. Ven aquí. Hola. It would totally depend... I would say that would totally depend on where I was going. Forty um, second birthday, going to Miami, going to try to get into a club. I'm we're not we're just getting out of the car. We're looking at a long line. What's your game plan? Go. First of all, I'm going to scope the line. That's what I said. We're seeing the line. <laughs> we're seeing it's a long line. Go. I'm I'm I'm, I'm with somebody now. I can't tell you what I would do. <laughs> nah, tell me what you would do. If this is going to get us both in the club, I may accept it. I may be like, all right. Normally, uh, here's the thing. I'm not the type of person that like flirts with the, I, I guess it is flirting. I don't go the extra mile. Like I'm not sleeping with guys. I'm not doing stuff like that. But I'm a natural flirt, especially if I've been drinking to be, <laughs> <laughs> to be able to talk to people. So for me, it's just a conversation. It's a conversation. Huh? And people tend, if you, you, here's the thing, you either love me or hate me. When you meet me, you either like my personality, you love me right off the bat, and you could sit there for hours with me, or you just don't freaking like me. And when I'm it not comes even sure where a, I'm at right now. I'm sort of in the middle right now. What you telling me? <laughs> when it comes to certain men, that's that's easy, and I know that. <laughs> so you're able to figure out what kind of guy that you're coming up on is, and you're going, oh, okay. Let me let me. I'm gonna shut up pull now. Pull out these weapons right here because <laughs> these are good. This is gonna take him down easily. He seems easy. He's impressed by boobs. I'm gonna show him a little boob. No, I'm gonna talk never, to him. It was never. No, 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 no. I never did the whole outfit thing. A matter of fact, let me give you a story. One place I knew the bouncer went into the establishment. I was upstairs, and these girls, there was, they were a lot younger than me, but they had on barely anything. So me and these girls were talking, and I made a bet with them. I said, "All right, let's go downstairs. You got what you got on. All I had on was jeans. I was completely covered up." I said, you go to one side of the bar, I'll go to the other side of the bar. Let's see who gets a drink first. She was like, oh, no problem. (laughs) All right, bet. So she went down. Literally, she went through a crowd of men, letting them touch her. You know how you get the quick rubs as you're going through? Of course. Letting them touch her. No, I mean, I don't know nothing about that. What you mean? (laughs) I See how you talk about me? Story coming out now. I'm an innocent bystander. You're the orchestrator of the show, so <laughs> whatever. <listen. laughs> that was her. So she she did that and she made it up to the bar. So I go over um, around this crowd and I'm like on the end 
And there's a guy that had ordered his drink. And there's like three guys standing there. And I just start talking to them. How long have I been waiting here? Did it take very long? Just having a conversation. I got to get, I'll get her attention in a minute. I had my drink and two drinks past that paid for me before this heifer had a drink. Just by having a nice conversation, being able to be intelligent enough to talk. False. <laughs> I was cute too. But, but that that's part of the truth. Let me let me let me they, dig they into thought that. it would go further. They did ask me for exactly. my number. I'm not gonna lie. They asked me for my number. Exactly. They, they guys but aren't my whole stupid. Point, but here's the thing, my whole point to the girl was you don't have to have everything out to approach a man or to have somebody talk to you or you don't have to show all your goodies. You just don't. Do you know why that works? Because I don't look like the hoe that slept with everybody. No. Or easy. Well, yes. Yes. Okay. So when a guy is scoping the club and he's checking out and maybe things have changed since I've been in the club. I doubt it. You were the club hopper. Let's talk about that. But yeah, I will. But when guys are scoping the club. They are looking for a certain type. Someone that's actually going to be worthy of putting in a little work to get. Sometimes that's what they're looking for. Other times they're just looking for somebody no, to come home with. That's not until in, toward the end of the night. If, if, you, if you don't have a lot of confidence in yourself, you, you're going to go for the low-hanging fruit. But at the same time, you're very well aware that that low-hanging fruit has been hit on and been approached by many of guys from the moment she walked in the club. Probably from the minute she walked out of her car with her girls. Guys are on it. So why are guys so on that? Because it's low hanging fruit. Less effort, less work in their mind. All I got to do is be less of a heathen than these other dudes are. And if I can hold her attention for longer than 10 seconds, then she'll remember my face amongst all the other guys that are hitting on her who probably have a good shot at it. I would say that's true. Okay? okay. So if she's willing to leave the house dressed in something scantily clad or, 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 or revealing... She's leaving the house with that on for a reason. She right, has an absolutely. agenda. Absolutely. Okay. Now the girl that's dressed modestly but still looks phenomenal, a guy can't figure out her game plan. Oh, she didn't <laughs> leave the house and try to impress me. She wasn't trying to show boobs. She wasn't trying to nope. show everything. But she's showing enough to make me go, I'm curious. I want more. But I need to show her that I'm willing to wait out and be gentle enough. Than these other heathens who are just like, yo, I'm drunk. Let me get it. Yo, you want to get a dance? Yo, let me get it. Their willingness to be like, I'm not going to play that role. I'm going to wait. I still want to smash, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait a little bit longer before I reveal myself. So they're willing to have a conversation with you. Maybe buy you a drink. Maybe ask you a couple questions that no one else is willing to ask. But at the end of the night, their intentions are the same. They want to smash. So... Guys are intelligent to figure out, okay, I'm watching what all these other dudes are doing. I'm going to see if I can not do that. My, my, my natural instinct is to do that, but I'm going to see if I, how long I can hold off from being that guy. Enough for her to go, okay, out of all the guys that have been here tonight, I'm interested in leaving here with somebody or at least a number. This guy's been nice. He hasn't been overly aggressive. He's been sweet. He's listened. He's laughed. He bought me a couple drinks. He didn't offer anything outrageous. Oh, let me, let me take you out to breakfast tomorrow morning. No, he didn't even say anything like that. He's just showed me enough attention. What's <laughs> grab my? What's grab my attention? He wants to be pointed out of the bunch. He has to. Exactly. He, has to he stand wants out. to stand out. Okay, 
if I'm being honest about that night, I left that night. I wasn't interested in the bouncer that I showed up for. So I left that night. Um, one of the other bounces or whatever gets, they get your car and stuff. You have valet get your car and there's a bouncer standing out there. Um, and I had been talking to him while I was standing out there. I didn't think anything of it. I was just having a conversation with him. My car pulls up. Thanks for talking to me. I'll talk to you later. Not even talk to you later. I didn't know who he was. Get in my car. The next morning. Now, I didn't give this guy my number. The next morning, I wake up to a notification. At this time, I was on some dating sites. I wake up to a notification on a dating site. On some of these dating sites, you can track your location to tell, you know, what area you're in and stuff like that. That's scary. (laughs) But you can turn it off and on. So I had turned it on. For, for when I went out certain places, I would turn it on so I could see who was in the area. And I guess he had done the same thing. So I had turned it on that night. So he had found me on that site. And I woke up to like this big, long paragraph of just, I think I met you last night, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what, what, what? It was the bouncer that put me in my car. And he had talked to me a couple of times during the night. I didn't think anything of it. His ass found me later. It was like, all right, kudos to you for finding me later. That, that, was, that was smooth. I thought that was smooth. I Did kudos you go out that. with him? No. He wasn't my type. <laughs> <laughs> he became, I, I hate to say it, but he got friend zoned. He, he really wasn't my type. <sighs> no such thing. The appearance, and I, I don't. He wasn't wanna, attractive. No. Then that's what it, it, it wasn't. He wasn't attractive to me. Nice guy. He um, wasn't attractive. Just he wasn't my like. He wasn't attractive to me. He's that's attractive it. to someone. So, so that's what I'm saying. So don't say he had a he nice wasn't personality. Ugly, he wasn't ugly though. He wasn't ugly. I'm not going to say he because he wasn't. The guy was not ugly. There was just something about him that I was just like. But we became great friends for a few years after that. I I know it's weird. No, not anymore. There's no such thing. We I don't. We were. Yes. Did he want more? Yes. But I friends. Then you're him. not friends. I, <laughs> you're yeah, not. We friends. talked about that last week. <laughs> He's standing in line waiting, and you're keeping him at bay. Oops. You're basically the number caller. He's holding a ticket, going, "Hey, am I next?" Well, in the meantime, I'm just going to stand here in this beautiful line and just kind of wait my time and look at all the scenery. And Let me ask you a question about that for a minute. When we flat out tell you, well, no, because guys do that to us and then we still, we think there's hope. Got men and women, okay, stop, let me stop. Men and women do not think the same. So whatever, okay. whatever tactics you guys so, use <laughs> is not how we So use. let me ask you a question. I, I, let's take this guy for example. I friend zone him. We had the conversation. He asked me and I said, I'm, I just... I'm not interested. And I just told him I'm, I wasn't interested in him. Yes, I am dating, but I'm just I'm just not interested. I was honest, but it was a very hard conversation. Mm-hmm. What's your question? So my question is this. At that point, he's friend zoned by you. Right. Not his. Decision. But you're saying he's still waiting in line. Of course, because you've given him enough to make him think that he's cool enough to be around, just not be exclusive with. So he's figuring Okay. One day he can change my mind. Exactly. Because he figured there's something about me enough where she feel com- feels comfortable amongst his other guys to be around. 
or even communicate with or talk to. So there's something about me that intrigues her, but there's something about me that also makes her question or, or just be like, nah, not really, don't think so. He's thinking, how can I overcome that obstacle? If I show her enough of these other things, she'll overlook the fact that maybe physically I'm not her type. And that's why you'll see a lot of pretty girls date ugly dudes. And you'll hear, well, how did you guys get together? Did you love him at first sight? And she was like, nah, I couldn't stand him when I first met him. Or I didn't find him attractive. Or he's not necessarily my type, but he wooed me because he was there when I needed him. Good conversation. Uh, And I have to agree with you on that because I can say that I was wrong about this stuff. I was with someone that I absolutely was not attracted to. I know he was ugly as shit. Stop it. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know that you know who I'm talking about. I can tell. I, well, the two people I know were ugly as shit. <laughs> I was Actually, absolutely... four. That's probably Stop more than Stop it! I can name off a few. And you want me to talk about yours? I can tell you. I was definitely with them. Mm-hmm. I dated... Listen, mm-hmm. I only dated one girl that was suspecting the looks. One girl. Whatever. One girl that was says suspecting you, says the looks. Says you. Says you. Suspecting the looks. I, one. I, I'll break them down for you. But... <laughs> Anyways, we're not gonna go there right now. Nah, but I will hey, break them down for go, you. But I'm not. Go, I'm not gonna throw. I'm not gonna throw hate on another woman. I'm not gonna woman hate tonight. Listen, I'm. I'm. I'm not a ten. I, I know. You know perhaps these all. You know what? You're a ten like, to yourself. Who cares? I'm what not a else? ten. Who cares? By I'm, what scale? Okay, who what decides I, that? What scale? I'm saying is. Oh, the people. Who decides that? Scale? It depends on who you're talking to. I label myself as a six and a half on my Bullshit. best day. Bullshit. I walk around as a four and a half people every single day. Now, when I shave up and I get trimmed up and I might so dress bullshit. a little nice, or when I'm in better shape and I don't have this beer belly that I'm, I'm rocking right now, I can honestly put myself at a six and a half. Personality-wise, uh, maybe, maybe seven. <laughs> two. Do you want to jump up and down and go... <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, my two ass got you. Ooh. So no matter what you shots ra- fired, bang, yeah, thank bang. you. So my two ass was enough to get you. So what I'm saying is, so I've labeled myself. There's a lot of people who walk around. They think that they're eight, eight and a half, nine, ten. You're not. You're that to yourself. So it's up to the people who are trying to be with you what you actually are. Okay. So I did not label you a six. six so and if half. it's up, to, it's a six and a half. That damn half. If it's not up to you. Then it would be up to me to label your number. Wait a minute. That's what you just said. <clears throat> I'm saying it's okay for me to label myself. I don't because, think because it dictates scale. it dictates how I carry myself. Okay. So if I if if I'm arrogant and I walk around like my stuff don't stink and I walk around like, yeah, you're lucky to even be talking Depends to me. Depends on what me night right it is now. and what we're wearing. No, no. <laughs> I'm saying if I meet you in the club, let's say we're going to a pool hall. Okay. And I meet you in a pool hall and I carry myself like I could find a thousand of you all tomorrow. But I'm not going to go out of my way to bend my back to, to to impress you, show myself to you. You either like me or you don't because mm-hmm. I'm a 10. If I, there are people who carry themselves like that, men and There's women. There's people that are one that carry themselves like that and walk up to you like their crap don't stink. And you know what? Those yeah. those guys with that confidence, I've seen ugly dudes pull some of the prettiest. Right. Why do you think Jay-Z got Beyonce? Do you know what? You, want me to tell me, you want me to tell you why? Yeah, I said it. it Jay-Z is- got Beyonce. <laughs> It is not about, I'm going to be honest with you. It is definitely not about looks all the time. It's about confidence. It's about your confidence. If you guys had that confidence that that we need sometimes, that's what makes them. It's just like with us. When we have that confidence, you guys love that. 
That's what so, I'm saying. So what is that scale? Who decides that scale? Some people, and this is where it comes to, I love TikTok for a reason, because I feel like BBWs get to be themselves more and more often. Okay. I feel like it's not just these skinny models who don't eat out here doing their thing. You got mom bobs, you got bobs, bods, bods dad bods, real shape women are out here. True. And it, it really makes you more confident and feel better in your own skin that, okay, we're all out here living the same life. So who decides the scale one to ten? Who decides? You both do. Who decide, but to the outside world, when I'm walking around, who decides if I'm a one to a ten? The, pers- the person that is, is looking at you. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Exactly. That person is grading you based upon their likes and dislikes what you are. So then it becomes who matters to you. The person that you're interested in is who matters to okay, you. Okay, so so if you were to rate me, let's do personality first. You're rate hold on. You're rating me. I'm rating you. Personality. Personality. Now let me tell you Scale which personality. One to 10? Let me let me give you which personality we're yeah, talking about. Because I got like five. She's Sybil. <laughs> Sybil, multiple personalities. <laughs> Depends on what day of the week. Depends on what time of the month. It depends on what day of the year. Depends on if the moon is in retrograde. Y'all, <laughs> if women, it's a strawberry full moon. Us women out here, we get into a big old fight with our man, and we will turn around and be like, "But, but today, I started my period today." Or we'll be out here having an argument with you and be like, "But the moon—it's only half a moon with one star on the right." <laughs> You don't understand. That messes yeah. me up emotionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, some of that's legit and true. So, back to your question. Your question okay. is, who grades who? I'm so, saying So, that you grade your own partner. You can and grade you're yourself. Interested, to, interested in. You're, you, you, you realistically grade yourself based upon the personality traits, your looks that you have, all, all the attributes that you have, like a video game. You, can, you you rate and grade yourself based upon what you know that you have to offer. And it's up to the other person to either agree with you mm-hmm. or see you as better than what you see yourself. Now, some people will tell you, tell you that that's not true. Your value, I'm never your value is wrong. Who you, your value is who you think you are. It shouldn't matter what other people think. So that's, that's what bu- some people. That's are, bullshit. That, but, that, that's self enhancement. That that self health, self worth stuff. I get why that exists. Right, but to be honest, but it's, might, it's, it's wrong. You're right about the fact that it has to be who you're trying to get or who you're interested in because that's who that's going to be more meaningful to you. Yes, you're so going to be looking at that. So, so a, single, back to, a single woman can walk around who's been single for years and she's had a whole bunch of horrible relationships and she's trying to figure out herself. Her girls and be like, girl, you a 10, you a nine and a half. You need to look at yourself better. And she can walk around for the next four months while she's think, single thinking that she's a nine and a half and that, or she's a dime. And she could think that she's her, her shit don't stink and that she's worthy of another 10. But when she goes to that lounge or that pool hall, that that bar, or that restaurant, and she sees another person that's maybe the waiter. Maybe the waiter is, is giving her a little flirtation. Right. He's talking to her. He's being real gentle. He's focusing on her while he's doing his serving or whatever, making her feel special. Right. Now, that guy can literally be an eight and a half. It's up for him to determine that she's worthy of approaching or at his. Listen, I'm a six and a half. I'm okay if going at a five. 
Okay, we're going at a five. That don't, she don't got she don't got to be like enough when I walk into the mall where everybody's just like, "Yo, you got her." No, if she's enough for me, if I'm a five and a half or a six and a half, and I get a ten, I have to work double harder to maintain that relationship. I hate people putting numbers on stuff because I feel like if, for example, I asked you to rate me, but if you rate me and it's not a ten, then it's okay. What's wrong with me? I think that's where people's head would go. So my first question was, what do you rate yourself? And then let's work our way back. What do I rate myself? Mm-hmm. I'd give myself an eight. You give yourself an eight. So where does, so what do you think causes that lack of the two? For me? There's certain aspects of my body that I'm not confident with. So your body. Okay, so that's one point. There's certain aspects of what I have to deal with in life, um, which is mental health, that I have to deal with in life that I don't like. Things that are out out of my control. So that's two points right there. So your mental health is one and your your take on your body is another one. So that's Mm -hmm. two points. So everything else about you you feel leads you up to an eight. Cool. So it's up to the other person that's, that you're finding interest in to look at you and agree that you're an eight no, there's for things. things to work. So so then the next question was, what's the lowest that you're willing to take as an eight? What, what are you willing to take except as an eight? What? Are you willing to take a seven? Do I think that person's a seven? Yes. I'm so confused. I if I'm dating you and I like you like well, no, no, yeah. no 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 I'm saying if you're you're yeah, single take a seven you think you're an eight you're single you out with your girls you got out at dinner or whatever and somebody approaches you that's a six and a half let's say they're a six and a half maybe seven are they worthy of being in your airspace I think I've proven with my past <laughs> that I've made that true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I'm bump. I have I have no argument on that one, but it didn't work out. So so you learn your lessons from your failed relationships. Would you take another person that was under your level, or would you? I think or, it depends on what's causing me not to like that. What's causing me not to give them an eight or ten? Eight to ten. Do you go? Here's another question. What's on my list that they're missing? Do you go into when you were single? Do you go into meeting a guy hoping that they're better than you or walking with confidence, knowing that they're under you and they should be honored to be with you? I've never thought about it. Now, it's a subconscious I, thing. I, I don't know. It's there. You may not think about it, but it's there. So any woman that is single, and maybe this is I, I think people are just individually different, and people co- they co- they what is the word I want to use? They mesh well with who, different people. I mean, you cohesive. find yeah, yeah, you're cohesive. You find your person, and everybody likes something different. 
So my 10 might not be my girlfriend's 10. For example, when I go out with my girlfriends, we all have different types. I might look at a guy and be like, dang. And they're looking at me like, are you crazy? And I do the same thing to them. Like, where, what are you looking at? Like, I don't see it. But you're going off of looks. I'm just talking about looks first. Mm -hmm. Then you go to personality. Some things that I like, I might like a man who is by my side a lot. Who I might like a man who likes to share his passwords, wants to know where I'm at 24-7, whatever. I might like somebody like that. But my girlfriend might say, I don't, he's asking me where I'm going. Don't be needy. Possessive. They might think that's possessive or something like that. True. So I think in everybody's as an individual is different, whether it be their shape, size. There's BBWs out here. We let something in. Um, There's BBWs out there that men absolutely love. But then you have men out here that don't. That's just not their preference. So I think God made us each individually unique. And I think. You view yourself a certain way, but I view you so much higher than what you view yourself. And I think that's vice versa, but I think that's why we're matched. But we're talking about numbers here, though. I'm not giving you numbers. We're talking about specifically (laughs) me and you. I have avoided this whole conversation. (laughs) If you think that you're an eight, are you willing to date a six? I have proven in my past that I have. I answered that. And it didn't work. So would you do it again? If depends, you were single, it, it totally would you do depends. it again? Like I said, it depends on what is missing. What are the things that are missing that is causing me to give them that lower number? Looks. Let's say it's looks. If I'm not attracted to you, no. You weren't physically attracted to the people that I'm thinking of that come to my mind physically. Initially. You just said don't not to look at my past. So. I'm saying, okay, so in your past, you've ignored looks and went off of personality. Later on, finding out that their personality was shitty, and you were stuck with an ugly dude with a shitty personality. So now I'm saying, if you had an opportunity to go for it another time, would you bypass looks and just go for the personality again with the chance of running into the same thing? Or would you go with somebody who looked good? Listen, if you're going to be a shitty person, or if you're not necessarily going to totally match what I'm looking for, at least be pretty. Right. I, I think I think it some somewhere it has to weigh itself out i think if the guy's not 100 percent what i would normally go for or something like that but he can offer all these things and i find him i find that attractive then that's what ends up happening so i just i think it's you got to get to know the person i'm different you know the downside of all of that here's the downside of all of that y'all take ugly pictures Y'all look ugly in pictures, boy, because that brother looked like a dog on Goblin. That's what they made filters and for. You look phenomenal. No, you can't filter out a Goblin. <laughs> if you ugly and you look like a Gremlin, you look like a Gremlin, regardless if it's in sepia or black and white. No. <laughs> or, or you brighten it. If he looks like the Predator. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you a question. Let's Let's change it up a little bit. All right, so let's say I decide to do a girl's night. And I read this thing online that it's... It's a TikTok. It's got to be TikTok. I'm just going to say I read this thing online. Okay. So there's a company called Manly Hands. And they travel around the world. Not around the world. Around the U.S. or whatever. And you can book them. And basically, they can come and you can do like a spa day for your girls. It can be guys. I mean, they didn't specify. Was it like a truck? 
Um, they, they do, they do they it in the truck or they come in the house? They can set up in your house, different areas, stuff like that. <laughs> so <laughs> so right. you come up, maybe you have a pool area, you have everything set up, and you have one that's getting like a foot massage, one's getting a back and neck massage, maybe somebody's getting a facial, but it's an all-male run agency. And they, how do men that are with women, you're married and stuff, how do you guys view that? Is that intimidating to you guys? Does that, is that a no-go because it's all male? They're doing massages and they're at your house. Is it something you would have to be there for? Is it something that is just no, absolutely not? Like, how does that work? Was it company Absolutely like not. And let me tell you why before everybody starts calling me misogynistic or I tried, ladies. I tried. <laughs> I was no. trying to get us a girls' night. Y'all just come to my place and us have the whole backyard. First of all, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Let me explain. This is my This is my take on this. I'll make it I'll try to make it quick. <laughs> Men who get into professions where they're able to touch women in different places as a job. What about gynecologists? That's, Most that's of them what are I'm men. going to. Okay. I think there is a perversion that's there. They're for doing it for a reason. Yeah. You think there really is? I, I graduate college <laughs> or I graduate high school and I'm like, I'm going to go to school to be a doctor. What kind of doctor? You want to be a foot doctor? Nah, you want to be a pediatrician? Nah, but you want to deal with like backs? You want to be a chiropractor? Mm-mm. I want to touch vaginas all day. I don't just want to touch vaginas all day. I want to investigate the vagina. I want to use toys and tools to spread the vagina apart. That's not all they do. They get close. You got to know they get stinky ones. They get. Ones that aren't washed well, they get Listen, infected ones, they get ones that have... I don't know what your fetish is. Some people like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> there are porn sites with all kinds of subtitles, subgenres of people who like stinky vaginas. Stinkyvagina.org <laughs> Hot stank mustard puss.com <laughs> Smells like a muskrat.com Net. I know. Listen. So what I'm saying is, okay. So if I gotta but they look, they can't get in that profession no, no, no. and still no, 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 want no. the vagina. If, if it's I'm funky, come on. If, if I if I'm a, if I'm a gynecologist, let's say for, let's say for instance, I'm, I'm a pervert. Okay. I I, never, I I wasn't really popular with the women. Didn't really get a whole lot of girls. So I get in a profession where I get to see nothing but vaginas. They get to touch our boobs too. And I get to see a hundred <laughs> vaginas in a day. The chances are I'm probably only going to see about fifteen vaginas that are like. Ugh, wouldn't want it. But then I'm going to see 85 vaginas that are absolutely beautiful. They're attached to some beautiful women. But that are attached point, to some women okay. who have who who do not mind being touched. Who I get an arousal from. There's no way in I'm the world that a man can up. touch a you vagina on a daily basis and not be like, damn, she's fine. I wonder what her vagina look like. And then I get to see it. Not just see it. I get to touch it. I get to do it some investigating stuff like that and just being like, <laughs> Okay, Damn, but I'm fixing was... to break your to- your stories totally up. Go for I it. do believe that certain women that may come into the office, they may feel that way towards. Totally okay. agree with that. However, I did date somebody that was on the birthing floor. He also worked in OB. Um, That's different. He was in he was in a nurse. He was a nurse. No, you work at the nursing floor, but he also worked in the office 
So you got to see both, just like a gynecologist. Yeah, would. but you could you seeing pregnant women, women. Who, That's what OBs do. Yeah, I'm saying gynecologists. They get to see, they do they're doing Pap smears. I don't even I mean, know. What no, that no, 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 no. They Gyne- get to see non-pregnant women's vaginas. <laughs> they get to grab women's boobs and check for breast cancer. OBGYNs. Okay. They don't all. I know. They I know. All, they see they pregnant women. Okay. They don't. Yeah. That's not all that they see. They see regular women. Okay, too, but they're going to. It doesn't checkups. matter. Gynecologists, OBs, whatever. Some people like pregnant women. That's a fetish on the porn <laughs> yes, site. Yes, that can be a fetish. Okay, so regardless, here we go. So I was dating this guy. He he would deal with stuff like that, and I flat out asked him because it kind of to me I was like. Damn, he's looking at vaginas all day long. Like he's holding the leg while the doctor's down there. Like all he has is views. He told me you become numb to the vagina area. He was an all breast man. That's all that man cared about. That's all he cared about because he was numb to the vagina at that point. And you believe that? Yeah. Bull crap. You get jealous <laughs> over me about the littlest things. So Touché. that being said, you get jealous so, too. So, so, so if I, if my. You you get jealous about people at at a regular job where they're clothed. Now, if I if your boyfriend has had a job where he's seeing vaginas all day, all of a sudden you, he tells you I'm numb to it, and you're just kind of like, yeah, that sounds legit. And I you're actually, cool with it. I I believed him. That's because you didn't like him. That's because she didn't <laughs> like him. What y'all think? Because if you really like somebody and they do a job, if if I really love her and she's a masseuse. And, her, and she happens to, be, you know, she gets hired to do professional athletes. She's doing basketball players and football players. And she's like, yeah, I've been doing this for 15 years. I don't, I'm, I'm just numb to it. Yeah, you know, guys, they get aroused while you're doing the massages. It's no big deal. I see it all the time. Ain't nothing. I'm not going to be less concerned because she said, yeah, I'm numb, numb to it. I see it all okay. the time. I'm going to be like, so you're, you're- hold up. I'm sitting in the all sessions. I'm going to be in the corner under a sheet. Watching every single session to see her reaction to all this stuff. I'm not going to get. You don't think you're ever getting numb to it? No. Okay. So you at the beginning of that you said that I didn't like him. I guess not because I did ghost him. <laughs> and we that. talked about ghosting on a previous couple of two episodes. <laughs> he was ago, the one that so. I ghosted. So back I'm to, trying to so, remember his name. So back know. to the original question: the traveling masseuse team. Okay. So of men. So I signed my. Okay. So my girls. I invite everybody over. I decide to treat everybody in our backyard, your home. I take them to the backyard. I have Which every- I obviously wouldn't be there. So it'd be one of those things. Hey, I got the girls coming over. We're having a girls day. We're having okay. a spa day. I'm obviously going to be ghost. I got to go. Because I'm not going to, I'm obviously not, not a part of that. So I'm not going to sit around and, and, and coach the whole thing. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm go. leaving. So now, yes, you are in a comfortable zone. You're at home. You're with your girls. That everybody's outside getting a massage yeah. in the backyard. Right. There's What's cameras. The you question? got a camera out there. I look, there. We're all out there. We're doing our things. We got what cameras that and stuff. Mean? That doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to massage you in a place that you enjoy. <laughs> you may not. You may not. My get, question your clothes is, can I hire these people to come? If I wait a minute. Let hold me, on. Hold check on. Your, let, let check me your words. Check, you. check your words on that one. Can you hire these people to come? <laughs> is that what you're saying? I'm come where? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer that the way I want to answer that. Exactly. Yeah, I know you should. <laughs> not on air. Not on air. Okay. But no, I'm not letting you hire these people because I don't trust a traveling. 
it's so beneficial. These dudes is like, yo, check this scam out, right? I mean, check this plan out. Right? <laughs> he said, check this so, scam out. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to learn how to massage. We're going to go to a two-year school, oh, get an no. associate's degree in massage therapy, right? And then we're going to buy this truck. And then we're going to travel to wherever the girls call us. It, it, it might be a lot of bachelorette parties. It might be some girls' nights. It might just be somebody wanting to uh, buy a, a birthday gift for her mom. So now her and her mom are in the house getting massaged. And it's just going to be two of us. It's going to be me and my boy, me and my boy Sterling. And me and Sterling are going to walk up in the house and we're going to give, we're going to give the mom and the daughter a nice massage for her birthday. And no one's around. Ain't nobody around. She, her husband's out of town. Her husband went out with the boys. He ain't really around here just for this girl's night. I'm not going to be comfortable that this dude isn't going to take the opportunity. Now, he may not try to you. Okay. But he may take liberties as far as massaging places because every woman's erogenous zone is different. Right. I may massage your thighs, you may get excited. There are some women who you may touch their feet and they may get excited. Maybe. There's women where you touch their stomach and get a little bit close to the belly belly button. Niagara Falls. <laughs> so what That's I'm saying me. is every woman is going to be different with the massage. Right. So he may actually be doing it in a professional way. She may get turned on because this big, sexy black dude. Is, it doesn't have to happen. It doesn't have to go all the way full on porn for it to be inappropriate. So no, that's, so I don't. That's a no, I so can't have no, the girls night with the no. guys that come and massage us. No, and, and and the question that we actually talked about before is if you and I went to a massage parlor, right. <laughs> would you want to have a female massage both of us, or would you rather a, a male massage me and no, a no, female massage No, no, we're not talking you? about we're not talking about you. We're talking about me. We're I'm not, just talking gonna, about the separate conversation. We're not going to talk about women massaging you. We've already had that conversation out there. What was your response? Totally being a hypocrite right now. What was your response to that? To a woman massaging me? We go. We go to a massage parlor. We go to a local spot that's well known, well respected, where everybody is every never had a bad report about it. And we go in there, and there's two women in there, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, we'll take you guys." Why back. do we'll you do need them when you have me? I can't. Uh, see now, now you got contingency <laughs> plans. You was like, "Nah, you know, when we stay at home, I just get some Vaseline, I get some I some you. baby oil, some gel. Yeah, I got baby and oil I'll gel. I'll rub you down. I'm good. My hands, I got these claws on me, but still, I massage your back, and she, she <laughs> need me like I'm some doggone." <laughs> rye bread. I got you. I'm sure you do. I got you. But so, you what's know, your answer? Answer, your, answer the question. I want people in the world to hear what your answer is. Hell to the double hockey sticks. No. Hell to the double hockey sticks. No. <laughs> All right. So you heard her answer. She don't want no woman massaging me. Somebody touches you, they better back up because it's gonna be a fight. On. <laughs> I'm just telling you now. She's like, all I did was take Claws a socks off. Out. <laughs> I don't care if you just took your socks off. Listen, when we were at the hospital, I was watching those women there. Like I can't. I'm protect. It's just my protective nature over you. I'm just protecting you. She went to the hospital for her own ailment. I was the, oh, I took her to the hospital for her own physical ailment. She no, had something that was went. going on. The room was filled with nothing but female nurses. <laughs> I was just there kind of watching, trying to stay out the way. And a couple of them were trying to ask me questions or talk to me because they didn't. she was in pain. She couldn't really respond. And she, I could see the look in her eyes. She was cutting eyes. And she was in pain. And she was just kind of like... <laughs> I was just letting them know that even though I'm in pain, don't and, play with me. And for those who couldn't see me, who's listening on on, <laughs> on Spotify or 
Google Podcasts <laughs> or Anchor FM. She gave these women the look of death. I don't recall who that. Who happened to even I was walk. In pain. They were walking trying to attend you and they walked too close to me and you had your eyes on like, bitch, don't get it too close a, to my man. It wasn't about you. Stop making everything about you. It was not about it you. It wasn't about me. So you it were was, jealous of yourself? <laughs> Let me explain. What happened was, what had happened was, they had put some medicine in me and I just wasn't feeling right. So I was not being myself. Baby, I'm a six and a half, baby, on my best day. I was a four walking into that hospital. I was a four walking into that hospital. I was not a six and a half. I think any woman out there would know, claim your man. Here's the thing. If you know me and you truly know me, in my past, I had a very, very close friend of mine mess with one of my men. One of, that sounded really bad. <laughs> one of your men. One of the men in my entourage got messed with one of my friends. I had others. It wasn't that important. It was exactly. the principle. But anyway. She said yeah. I stared into their souls. That's exactly what we do. Yeah. So you have to understand from where I came from, when you have somebody that this girl slept in my bed, we had sleepovers. She was there when my kids were born. Like, we were close. And to find out later on, you were messing with the person I was with. I look at every woman sideways. I don't care if you're my best friend. I'm the type of woman, I don't believe, like, if let's say my girlfriend came over, you and I are here, I need to run down to the store to go grab something. I'm not leaving you two here. I'm going with you, just off of GP. Like it's, it's, I'm not going to put myself in those positions anymore to trust that stuff to happen. It's not that I don't trust you. It's that sometimes when women see a good thing going on and stuff like that, they look for their little entries. That's that's just how it is. I'm not going to lie. I've done that. I've done what? I've put a guy in friend zone. I'm just telling on myself tonight. Dang. Please tell more. <clears throat> I put a guy in friend zone. While he was in friend zone, I start seeing pictures on his social media of him dating this girl. And I'm seeing, okay, they're going out. They're doing this. They're doing that. I'm thinking, he, well, well, maybe he's not so bad. Mm. And it starts to change your mind about this person. Mm. So then the, hey, stranger, message comes up. Mm-hmm. Haven't talked to you in a while. Those come up. So I think that's the benefit of friends with benefits for a woman. It's like, <laughs> listen, I can keep you close enough where I can keep that jealousy away, or I, I I can act on the jealousy that I have when I see you messing with somebody else because I put you in a friend zone and I can keep you there, but I don't necessarily have to be in a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like leasing a car. I mean, I could drive you, I could ride around in you. It's cool. I can mess you up and put soda cans in the back, throw burger wrappers on the floor, but I don't necessarily have to keep you. I can give you back to whoever but you the want. Cra- to. But the crazy part was the second they broke up, I wasn't interested anymore. That's because it wasn't a challenge anymore. Exactly. So you so, women are sneaky. So because I know what women can do, just like you know what a man can do, I know of the woman's side of it. I know that we start off of, oh, let's just be Facebook friends. Oh, I'm just liking your stuff. Oh, it's just... I like this about you. Ha, 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 ha. It becomes those little inklings because that's what we did. We know the game. Just like you know the game. We know what the end 
what the end all be all is. No, you don't. Because you don't have an end goal in all of that. You don't even know why you're doing it. Yeah, we do. No, you don't. You don't think I knew what I was doing when I did that to that guy? You knew what the end goal was? You wanted to sleep with him? I knew the end goal was at one point. I was like, oh, he looks like he's doing good. Yeah, I want to date him. Eh. Oh, they broke up. He must have done something wrong. Now I'm, I'm good. But what was your end goal? My end goal was I may or may not have a good person. And you were waiting to see through his relationship with whoever it was. Basically. If he was a good I person. I was seeing how he was treating And you him. wanted to see if he was worth fighting that girl for. Or giving her competition. No comment. That sounds conniving. That sounds <laughs> trifling. That sounds like women are calculated in their decisions. Because you guys have the power of the vagina. <laughs> you got... What I said, what, three episodes ago? But you you know guys what? have the job application. You guys have the job offer. And all men have the opportunity to do is offer applications. You guys can have whoever you want, whenever you want. It's us who has to prove ourselves to be worthy of that job. Problem is, some most a lot of women don't know that. And another problem is, do we really at some times? Like, for example, you said... We decide. There's some certain situations we don't decide. Men do not decide who they sleep with or not. Women who they sleep with. Or women when they decide get to sleep who with them. who they allow to sleep with them. Men put themselves out there to be candidates, but we can't decide who we sleep with. Outside of rape, God forbid, men do not decide who they sleep with. Women have that power. Now, men will do everything they can to try to make that happen. We can't determine who we sleep with. We sleep with who we're allowed to sleep with. And you guys have the power to go, yeah, I'll accept it. Or not on your word, not on not on your best day. No. All right. I got a question for you. You and I are married and stuff like that. And <clears throat> it's years down the line and I die. How long do you truly wait before you move on? Two days later. <laughs> How long do I wait? I don't I know. I can throw in here. Not really. No, no, no. You don't got to do that. <laughs> um, that's an interesting question because no one really thinks about no one really thinks about that with someone that they love or care about how it's going to play out when she dies. What Unless ha- you're killing her. <laughs> well, what, well, what ends up happening is, say, for example, you pass away and two months later, the your wife or whatever moves on. Pe- people got a whole lot to say about that. It's not their life, of course, because everybody has their own timetables in their heads. And if you're not following their timetable, they'll label you a hoe or you weren't really in love or you didn't care or blah, 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 whatever it is. So should there be a timetable on your grieving process and how long that should be? And should you move on? Does it matter if you have kids or not? Does I mean... It depends on what you get with them for. If you get with them because they're stable and they can be a, a replacement for your husband that's gone now to help financially support you, then yes, you're going at it for the wrong reasons, but you can't explain love. You can't tell somebody that they're not in love. But if you're saying, hey, Dwayne was stable. He was taking care of these things. I never had to worry about these, th- these things. Now I don't have that. I need to find somebody who can fit that bill and fill that gap. And he's okay. He's sufficient enough. I'll take him. That makes you what a a gold digger. I was just going to say that's not that's a gold. um, I'm talking about truly moving on into another relationship. It depends on who the person is. If this is somebody that's been in your circle, 
someone that you've known or that your husband knew. Is that, that appropriate or inappropriate? It's inappropriate. What but happens it's, then? It's inappropriate if it happens too fast and you guys label it as organic. I've always seen it. <laughs> because... But who who says? Who is the judge of that? Does it really matter? In all honesty, you should be the judge of that. Forget it, what other people right. say. You should know. Listen, this is somebody that was an acquaintance of ours. because Because you should be willing to question, why is this person... So into me. How long have they been into me? Were they holding back their feelings and thoughts of me because well, that could happen? Yeah, it could, it could right. be one of his, it could be one of his friends that kind of had a crush on you, but never really said anything. And inappropriate. Crap happened. Wrong. Wrong. Who says that's wrong. inappropriate and wrong? wrong? He wrong. nothing ever now happened. You're never going to trust him being friends with any other person's wife. No, no, no. But he doesn't tell you that part. Now, you don't know. know that part. How do you know? He he knows that, but you don't know that him approaching you or him being there in your time of need and y'all end up falling for each other and trap like that. You don't know what's going to happen. Conniving. Remember what I said about guys that are sitting and wait for you? They'll take their time and just kind of wait. They'll be that. He dick. waited till her husband died. They'll be that dick <laughs> in a glass case and they'll just sit back to be the shoulder for you to cry on. That's the mentality he's taking while he's befriending your now dead husband. So was he genuinely trying to be friends with your husband or was he trying to stay as close to you as possible because he had intrigue in you? Hmm. That's disrespectful. He knew what he was doing and he should be ashamed of himself. Whether you found out about it or not, he knew what he was doing. Good point. But it's you still go back to. So you're saying in the circle. No. So I give you an example. So my whole ass ex-wife oh. and she was a oh. whole ass ex-wife Oh, because okay. two months after we broke up. Or after we got divorced, actually, I'm sorry, two weeks after I left her, selfish ass, she was dating a co-worker friend of ours. So we worked for the same company. We worked for a university here in Florida, and we knew everybody there. We were both extroverts, so we knew everybody. And I hung out with this particular guy. We were real cool. Saw each other every day. We had a lot in common, a lot in common. We talked all the time. In the midst of me and him being cool, she got introduced to the picture. So he's from New York. She's from New Jersey. They got the same kind of personality. I'm from Connecticut, still from the same kind of area. So we all talk the same language. There was something about him that made her go, oh, I like him. He's pretty cool. I like him. He's funny. So every time me and him were together and she showed up, oh, she would be quick to jump into the conversation. And And I would watch him the way that he looked at her. I'm thinking, yo, we're married, so nothing's going to happen. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, I see that you're attracted to my wife. I get it. Being attracted to somebody is not necessarily the problem. It's what you do with that afterwards, the energy you put out there afterwards. Was this two weeks after a divorce or two weeks after a split up? Like oh, look, what? I'll tell you. So we all work together. So we were all in the same building. So it just so happened that my department got moved to a separate building, just maybe around the corner, a couple blocks away, but right around the corner. They still stayed in the same building. She got into a, a position at, at her job where her job was to interact with his particular team often. She was a trainer there. She had to do all kinds of uh, uh, train training exercises with the team to help them become better. So she was interacting with them all the time. So I would come home from work and she would tell me stories about how she was interacting with the team, how she was talking to this person, talking to that person. And I'm like, so you talk to the, 
this particular team quite often. And she was like, oh, yeah, I, I, we're doing a, a something where we're, we're building them up. We're teaching them. So we have to do like this six to eight week training course where we have to work with this particular team often. And then I have to be there to facilitate it and make sure that everybody's learning what they're supposed to learn. So she was working with this team. I didn't really think too much of it. Then one morning, she and I went out to breakfast. Went out to breakfast. He happens to be there with his quote unquote wife. It's like, yo, what's going on, brother? How you doing? We, we daff up, we hug. He gives her a hug. He wraps, but you know, you get a brotherly hug, one arm. Hey, how you doing? Kind of pull back. He pulls her in close and he was like, hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. It's good to see you. And he's rubbing her back. He's like, oh, man. it was one of those hugs where you just kind of step back and you just kind of go, you just hug my wife like that? But all right, cool. We cool. So I know you know that that's, that's not to be played with. But then he's there with his girl. I don't know if she saw that as being weird, but she ain't really say nothing. But I saw the look in her face. I saw the look in, she saw the look in my face. We both looked at each other. It's kind of like, okay, all right. Anyway, I leave. I separate myself from my then wife. I leave the state. Whole nother story. Leave the state. We realize that we're not going to reconcile and get things back together again. We get to that accomplishment. Deal has been, the, the divorce has been signed, everything, the, the ink is dry. That's been filed away. June 2014. Signed. By late August, early September, I go online. I see that they're a thing. They're a couple now. All her posts are about him. All his posts are about her. All their little, their little, uh, little interactions online. Wasn't he married too? No, he wasn't married. He was somebody that he was going to marry, but oh. never married. This is all less than a year. So I see that they're a couple. So my first reaction was this dirty hoe, and this dirty dude, because they were obviously attracted to each other. And the only thing that kept them from but expressing they didn't do anything that, during the relationship. So it's what not is the point? The, the point is he's my he was my friend. Got it. He like, was my like it was friend. mine. Mine waited. Mine. I had one situation where mine was after, and she was a close friend of mine, very very close friend of mine, and it happened literally right after. So if you and I exchange personal I stories, you and I are there to. I can be the shoulder for you to cry on an event to, and vice versa. And you see my ups and downs. You see me and her go through the happy days and laughing and joking. And we telling you stories about what we did this weekend and da 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 da. In the back of your mind, you you're thinking to yourself, "Should be me." So if it would have been someone else, you would have been cool with it. But I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have to care. So her moving on two months after I left wouldn't have been a problem to me. It was who it was she, moved, who on she with. moved on with, right? And it makes you question: Was little things happening? It does. It does make you question different things. So I get that. Yeah. And considering hmm. how our marriage ended, uh, of of her curiosity about me, you know, indiscretions, which I never had, it makes me go, "Oh, were you throwing stones to hide your own hands?" Anyway, whole another story. I'll talk about that on a divorce episode of the Custer Chronicles, <laughs> which is which is not today. But, Absolutely um, not today. Anyway, we have been going on for an hour and, and forty minutes, so I'm gonna get this wrapped up here. Um, for those of you again who have joined us on TikTok, thank you so much for sticking with us and enjoying the show. Is there anybody there? It says zero, but I think Lindsay has been here the entire time. Her name's, and her name's Lindsay. Z Camp Twenty Eight came in and out, and oh, that's a Camp 
and Camden came in. Cameron? Cam- sorry, Cameron came in. Um, so, yes. Okay, cool. Cool. For anybody that she came said, in. Lindsay said, see you Tuesday. Oh, that's Alex. Alex is one of my trainers. So it's Oh, it's Alex, not Lindsay, that's there. So that's Alex is name. the trainer that's there. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So Al- Alex, Alexander. Sorry, Cameron. Yeah. I know every time I want to say something different, and he's even fussed at me about that. I am so sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're all there, but it's not showing up on my screen of who's there. Who's there? But they're still there. Um, and if you guys want to hang out after the show, we'll be here to chat if y'all want. Yeah, we're doing a question and answer Q&A at the end of the show. So if you feel free to answer any questions or ask any questions about the show or any side questions. Um, Alex, I just is, is one of my trainers. Just met her this week. She's all, she's pretty cool. Um, she's been very helpful throughout this week. Uh, Zakia, she's a high school friend, longtime friend, known her for a while. My home, small hometown in Connecticut. Uh, Cameron is your friend. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in and sticking with us and enjoying the show. Um, we pretty much have a show about nothing most times, but we try to get into topics that make you think. Uh, make you converse with other people or maybe pose questions that maybe have never been posed before. And um, if you have topics, please. Oh, feel free. Feel free to hit us up and let us know what you want us to talk about. If there's anything that you want to hear Kelly and Dwayne's opinion on uh, or have us rant and vent about anything, <laughs> feel free because we are all about that. Um, so however you guys choose to watch our show or listen to our show, whether it be on YouTube, thank you for joining us. This show will be up sometime tomorrow evening on YouTube, but prior to that, first thing, 7 o'clock in the morning, as usual, it'll be on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, uh, Breaker, any place you get your podcast outside of Apple Podcasts, we're still working on that. That's where we'll be. This will be uploaded on Saturday morning. So, thank you again for joining us for the Custer Chronicles. If you're on TikTok, thank you guys for joining us. If you're watching us on YouTube, we appreciate it. Hopefully, we gave you enough visually to enjoy the show. Um, and for all the podcasts that do support us that are out there, uh, the Unprofessional Opinion Podcast, thank you guys again uh, for always showing love and showing support. Um, we bid you guys adieu. So, thanks for joining us. Peace. Mm-hmm.